This podcast is brought to you by Westbury Stud. Emily Bosson on the Inside Word. Joining me on the Inside Word this week, brought to you by Westbury Stud, is owner of Hypnos, who takes his place in the Group 1 Captain Cook Stakes this weekend. That is, of course, Ron Dixon. And Ron, thank you for joining us on the phone. Yeah, good to uh, talk to you, Emily, and hello to those people listening to your podcast. I personally find them very interesting, so uh, I hope I can be part of that. Um, it's a pretty exciting time for you. You're just fresh off the back of a, a Copeland's Mile win going into a, a Group 1 with Hypnos. You must be pretty excited for this weekend. I am looking very much forward to it, and as I said, the rain's gone away and we might even get a reasonable sort of track out of it. So, uh, yeah, it's a uh, Always hard to win a Group 1, isn't it? But um, nice to have a starter. Tell me, um, were you at the, the Copeland's Mile? Did you manage to get down for that? That, that must it, have been a bit it, of a thrill. It was a thrill. A uh, friend and I went down there uh, on the Thursday, I think it was, and uh, it was on the Tuesday. Yep, and we stayed there for the mile, and it was um, probably not really to be expected, and, and it was a big thrill to win a race like that. What about the journey with this horse right from the start? Were you at the Karaka sales when um, it was originally purchased or, or how did it all come about? Um, with Roger, I normally have a look through pedigrees with him and we throw maybe half a dozen or so horses around and if we can find one in the right price bracket and be lucky enough to secure it, uh, that's where we go. He's been pretty successful at being able to pick a horse on um, sort of confirmation and and uh, with a little bit of input with pedigree, we liked reliable men a lot. Uh, and we finished up with, with Hypnos. Um, and he was a lovely looking animal. And as Roger always says, they're going to take a little bit of time, but we'll get there. And, and take a bit of time he has. But he did show you a good bit early, didn't he? Because he won his maiden. He did. That's right. First race at uh, Waipakarau. Happened to go to that race too. And Roger's new training partner Robert came down and um, yeah that was a good day as well yeah and and what's the sort of the feedback been like since has Roger always thought that he had plenty of ability to, to to get to this level he did really he said to me this could be you know one of your one of your better horses but um, as it said it was time and he, he as a three-year-old he was uh, pretty exciting too when he ran second in the um, uh, living classic at Trentham, a group one race, and a couple of other races. I think was Uncle Remus that he, he won in Auckland at three. At four, he was average, and I think it was probably growing pains more than anything. Um, and at five, he's, he's found himself, which is good. Yeah, that's um, exactly what you want, isn't it? And um, yeah. yourself, you, you talked about yourself and, and Fran being able to go down and watch the Copeland's Mile. It must be pretty special to to share that with your partner. Tell me a little bit about both of your passion for racing. Um, where do I go? Probably from day one in 1970 at the Wellington Cup. That's where I met Fran. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was it was literally a relationship founded off racing. <laughs> well, it was a bit like that. She was there with some friends that I sort of knew and um, talking to, her and it went on from there. And uh, I was always keen on my racing, and she was probably pretty keen, more keen on the fashion in those days. It was happening at Trenton, uh, and sort of in the early eighties. I sort of took a bit of a gamble after we used to go to the Trentham Yearling sales quite often and I, along with a few mates, bought a broodmare 
in the sale ring, not knowing what the hell to do with it when we bought it. We think we paid $5,000 for a Hermes horse that we thought was a good breed. Uh, and a year or two later, after sending it to Imposing, which was a sire from Restored, we'd resold that for about 140000 So from that day, I was hooked. Oh, I bet you were. That's awesome. It, yeah. Did it? Did it? How did it sort of develop originally? Obviously, you met Fran at the races, but how did how did you originally start going to the races? Um, I didn't have really any affiliation. My family didn't sort of weren't racing people at all. I might have been lucky enough to get in the ledger stand at Wellington, where you had to be uh, over fourteen to get into the members' enclosure. But I might have seen Golden Galley, and I think won a Wellington Cup and. Great sensation in the 60s, but um, that was my lot. And then as I probably always had a bet bets or a Friday flash in my pocket, and um, then I put my name down to join the Wellington Racing Club, and that took two years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when you finally it got it, you it was a um, pretty prestigious thing to have. It was. It really was. It was a waiting list to join the Racing Club, and I think whoever nominated or seconded you, that's where you were put in the pecking order. Um, and later on, I managed to, well, I got on the committee of the racing club and I was on that committee for 16, 17 years and spent five years as vice president and the last four years as chairman or president of the racing club. So, so that sort of got the interest going with racing. And during that time, we were lucky enough to have some really good horses trained by Roger. Yeah, speaking of those really good horses, um, talk to me about some of the highlights. Well, what stood out for you as, I uh, say, your biggest thrill on a racetrack? Um, probably always the biggest thrill on a racetrack is, is winning a Group 1, and we were lucky enough to do that with Tethys and Cronus and Hades when he won the derby, and they were all big thrills. But when I look back, probably one of my biggest thrills was when, we, when Cronus was selected to represent New Zealand in Hong Kong. And that was pretty special. And we were sort of taken over there first class by the Hong Kong Jockey Club. And then Roger and Sally were got the same benefits. And we took Vinnie Colgan over with us and Cleo Weston Arnold. And, and the, the amazing thing was that they had the Australian horses uh, in one particular sector. And we were alongside Sunline, who was the other one there. And and uh, and the Australian horse was Melbourne Cup winner, Rogan Josh. So it was a, just a real interesting time to be over there, and they took us to the track every morning in the cars and looked after us like royalty, really. And and I think Crotus won ran one of his better races. He only ran fifth, but it was uh, pretty exciting times. Yeah, I can imagine. And and there's also a, a Derby win in there as well. I understand. Hades, yeah, he won the derby. Um, he was another horse by Isabel, and I think Roger paid 30-odd thousand for Cronus when he bought him by Isabel, and that was the first crop. And then Hades was a couple of years later, he bought him for about the same price, and he went on and won a derby and ran a second or third in the Cadbury Guineas in Australia before we sold him. Um, he went to Hong Kong and raced as Helene Vitality, and probably, yeah, did very well over there with Hong Kong derbies and, and raced in Dubai. Mm. It sounds mm. like Roger's been a massive part of this journey. How did you first come across Roger and, and what was that meeting like? Um, Roger trained with Jimmy Gibbs for a while and I had a horse 
that I raced with some people down here in the central districts that we sent up to Jim Gibbs, horse called Missitwa. She'd won a few races, and then when Roger and Jimmy had it, they won a Fox, Foxbridge Plate and uh, another, I think it was a Group 3 race at Rotorua. Um, and then I met a guy when I sent a mare to March Legend, a fellow called Richard Gould from Patawastad, who probably is still a very good friend and one of the nicest guys in racing, had a horse called High Interest that he'd bred. Uh, he got me involved with that, and we decided to take it over to Roger after he'd done a bit of a stint with Howie Matthews. And Rod, Roger won a Japan trophy with that, Group 2 race. And um, a little time after that, I said to Fran, I think we should stick with this guy. He's an up-and-comer. He, at that time, he was working for Tiakia yep. as a trainer. And uh, so I think we'd better stick with this guy and get him to buy us a horse at the sales. He seems to be know what he's doing. So we gave him some money, 20000 I think, and said, go and buy us a horse. Yeah. And that he horse bought... turned out to be okay, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he gave us me $10,000 change. When I, when, when I, I think when his first start at Thomason North and then when, when I Avondale Cup Group 1. And probably eight or nine other races. So that was that was Tethys. And then probably I had my golden run. I think very, very lucky. We had our golden run with Cronus and Hades and uh, another horse we bought from Westbury Stud, um, which didn't get a Greek name because Roger and Sally um, shared in the ownership of that with us, called Scusi. It was a Prince of Praise horse and it was bred by Russell's wife, Leslie. We had a lot of fun with, ran second in a uh, Thornton Mile and ran third in a um, Brisbane Derby. And, um, yeah, didn't read an anniversary handicap at Trentham, which was good for me to be there winning yeah. a race like that. Yeah. Especially uh, on the committee. Mm. Yeah. Where do the Greek names come from? Is that just a theme you started at the at the start that you've continued on, or does it have some more meaning behind it? Um Probably uh, by, by chance, the first horse that Roger bought us was by Kings Island out of Equatorial. So I think the kids were around with us these days and we got to see if they could find an island on the equator. <laughs> or, uh, and that happened to be the island of Tethys. And after it was so good, we thought, well, Tethys was also a Greek god yeah. or goddess at that time. So we thought, well, just continue that run with Greek names. And then we went to Cronus and Hades and... Um, we had a few more after that, Hera. Um, obviously, this one, Hypnos, which is the god of sleep. Yep. And uh, I've got another couple coming up in Roger's stable with Greek names. Um, that sort of takes me on to, to my next question. How, how many horses do you have at the moment? And, and uh, yeah, are there any exciting ones we, c- we can expect um, coming through? Well, I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> they all haven't been winners, win Emily. There's yeah, been a couple that have been duds. Yeah. You know, we've been very, very lucky about um, there's been a few that have gone by the wayside. And you know what it's like in this game? Yeah. But um, I think the two that uh, are there now, there's a three-year-old by Ocean Park and I've got a two-year-old that uh, by contributor they think a fair bit of. So I've got fingers crossed for those two horses at the moment. Why do you love yeah. horse racing? What what about horse racing has you hooked? Um, certainly not the punting. I mean, I, I'm not a big bet. I like to have a bit of a dibble with my, dabble with my own horses, but I think probably... 
It's, it's, it's very exciting. I find it uh, something that people can't buy if you get a winner. It's pretty special if you get a winner and you can have all the money in the world and you can't go out and guarantee that you're going to buy yourself one. Uh, that's special. And then the other thing, most important, is I've met some lovely people through the times. Really, really. The racing people, they're, they're a good crowd. And when I was lucky, president of the racing club, I was lucky enough to be treated in lots of places when Cronus was overseas. I think he went over to Australia nine times and <laughs> yeah, he always paid always paid his way and, you know, come back and met friends that we still now see a lot of from the from the racing game. It sounds like um, racing's a, a, a real passion and a hobby for you, but but what about career wise? What what is your life um, you know, what 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 career have you had and what enjoyment has that brought you? Um, I started in engineering at the Port of Wellington, the Harbour Board in those days, and after about um, eight or nine years with them, I started my own business, which was civil engineering and contracting business. Um, I was still involved with that business, uh, really, and um, it's it's been good. It's been a good business, and um, as I say, if I'm still happy enough to get out of bed early in the morning and go there, I go. Yeah, exactly. And and what about other hobbies? I'm I'm sure racing takes up a lot of time. But do you do you enjoy doing anything else in your free time? Oh, racing! Racing at work takes up a lot of time. But we've got uh, we live in Wellington in an apartment, and we've got a place over in Martinborough. We uh, tend to get over there most weekends when we don't get to the races and uh, get a bit of golfing and. Get your hands sort of get that cabin fever out of the apartment and get your hands a bit dirty and do the gardening and the lawns and I just love it. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty easy life really. And what about goals left in racing? Is there something you'd still like to achieve in racing? Uh, a race that you'd like to win or a, or anything in particular you'd still like to do or is on the 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 ambition list? Oh, about three days away, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Special because it's I mean, at Trentham as well, no doubt. Yeah, a, a group one at Trentham would be just magnificent. We were, as I say, we were close with Snoozy in the Thorndon when he ran second and had been um, close with Hypnos again when he ran second equal in the um, Living Classic. But um, to get out in group one would be just magic to have that on the wall. And, and um, the feedback from Roger since that last run, when was the last time you caught up with him and, and, and was it all positive around Hypnos going into the race? Yeah, it has. He's, he's all been positive. I mean, obviously, a little bit worried about track conditions down here, but I'm sure they'll improve. Um, but he's got through the trip from Christchurch pretty well. I think he went back to the farm for four or five days and then to the water walker and just used the same old system he'd been using before he went to Hastings and then went to the Kooplands Mile. And, um, yeah, talking to him yesterday, he said he was pretty, spot, pretty well spot on with his work yesterday morning. So um, that's all you can ask for, Emily, really, yeah, isn't it? It is. Do you have any superstitions on race day? Is there somewhere you watch it or do you have a certain pair of socks you wear or any, any superstitions for a big race day? Just my favourite binoculars. Perfect. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I've got those with me, I reckon I've got a chance. Yeah, they've been pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it's been awesome to have a, a catch-up with you prior to the Group 1. Um, best of luck with Hypnos. Sounds like he's going in in fantastic order. And um, looking back at the form from the Copeland's Maltiakau Shark, true enough, they've all gone on to win Group 1. So there's, been the, some, there's been some nice winners from there, hasn't there? Yeah, yes. which is a good sign. Yeah. yeah. 
No, thank, thank you good. very much. It's been lovely to catch up with you and wish you best of luck for Saturday. Thanks, Emily. It's been great to speak to you. This podcast is brought to you by Westbury Stud. Emily Bosson on the Inside Word.